0: Hi, it's Chelsea.
1: And this is Andy. Welcome to Hugging and Learning, the podcast where we watch whatever we feel like watching because the world's on fire. Yeah, And then we tell you about it as best we can uh, today.
0: Yeah, today we are going to watch an episode, our first episode of the new She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, the animated series from Netflix. Uh, The title of the episode is No Princess Left Behind. This is season one, episode nine. You can watch the whole series on Netflix. Um, And the writers... I am proud to say, this is, I think, the first time ever on this podcast, we're now in our 90-whateverth episode, mm-hmm. This every writer credited on this episode is woman. What? I've never seen that before in it's any of the not, episodes we've done. Well,
1: it isn't called we it's called she It's called She-Ra. <laughs> it's
0: called She-Ra. <laughs> um, so this was, the, the credits are developed for television by Noelle Stevenson, mm-hmm. written by Sonia Warfield, and then staff writers Catherine Nolfi and Josie Campbell.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah, right? More great news. Yeah.
0: Original air date, November 13th, 2018. All of season one dropped on November 13th, 2018. Right. So this is a Netflix original program, uh, ran for five seasons, 52 total episodes from 2018 to 2020.
1: It just wrapped up, right? Like last month. They
0: just dropped the fifth and final season on May 15th.
1: Yeah. There you go. Wow. So this is our most recent far, thing. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, Cool. So uh, I'm 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 already I have to disclose the fact that I'm disappointed uh, Uh with this episode of television and how it broke from tradition. And was a well-written and crafted and made totally sense show.
0: <laughs> not complete show. nonsense.
1: There's nothing. There's nothing to throw us off the rails here. It's just an no, episode of television. i It's
0: not garbage. It's,
1: I want to. I want to bring that up in in so people weren't like setting up and getting their like you know yeah getting ready for the onslaught of there a demon slash shira discussion screaming
0: like we usually Probably do not. when we do Um I have not. a snack today.
1: Yes, tell us about these snacks.
0: So on Juneteenth on the Instagram, we posted a bunch, uh, we posted nine to be exact um, snack companies that are run by uh, black, bus- they're like black businesses, mostly small batch artisanal snacks. And, you know, we've given a lot of love to Trader Joe's. We've given a lot of love to Oreo. We've given a lot of love to people who don't need a signal boost from <laughs> us. Yeah. Um, and also, like snacks that are easy to find, and you probably run into them on your own without us, you know, promoting them. So, right. I thought, you know, I'm between the two of us, I'm Jan sporting most of the sugar eating, even though Andy took a birthday break. But I thought, you know, um, I would try to find more small batch, more artisanal, more family owned companies, uh, and whenever possible to support black business black snacks so the first one black snacks so the first one that i have today is partake cookies which i found at target they're easy to find on instagram you can look up partake foods they're one of the companies that we linked to on juneteenth and i have two flavors of cookies here i have birthday cake which is a crunchy cookie and cookie butter, which is a soft baked cookie. So can I
1: tell you, I recognize these boxes from my time at Target, longingly looking at at snacks.
0: Well, these are if you aren't just off sugar, you could probably these are um, school safe, top eight allergen free. so they have they're Ooh. vegan, gluten free, no nuts, Lots. no eggs, no wheat, no dairy. No soy, no fish, no shellfish, mustard, sesame, or sulfite. So um,
1: if, no, no shellfish is a deal breaker for me. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, so these this and is, uh, the woman that founded this is named Denise Woodard. These are no artificial colors or flavors. You can take them to school, put them in your kids' box and send them to school, and not worry you're gonna kill another kid in their class with a nut allergy. <laughs> um, and I'm excited to try them out.
1: Go for it. I can't wait to hear about all of the things. No, stop talking <laughs> right now. I know what your boy like. Skinny tie and a cup tight.
0: He gonna make breakfast. You walk around naked. I might just text you. Turn your phone over when it's all over. No settling down. My text go to your screen. You know better than that. I come around when you least really expect me. I'm sitting at the bar when your glass is empty. You're thinking that this song coming on to tempt me. I need to be alone like the way you left me. You start covering them snacks. well, I got to say, um, the soft baked ones, the cookie butter ones, they taste a little bit gingery to me. Huh. They're very good. Um, they remind me of um, like a ginger snap, even though I don't see ginger on the ingredients list. Maybe that's my Wait. brain playing tricks. But you know how gluten-free cookies sometimes are just like very, very crumbly because yeah. no, no eggs or like binders to hold mm-hmm. them together? Um, these aren't. They're actually like staying okay. together while you're eating them. And then the birthday cake ones, the crunchy ones, I really like. I like a crunchy cookie. Not always, but sometimes. They remind me of um one of my aunts used to make what she called boiled cookies every Christmas for everybody. Oh. Which sounds, sounds bad, awful. but they're good. It just she—I don't know why she called them that. They weren't boiled, That's but weird. they were kind of you know crunchy and crumbly, and I like that. I think these are, and these have sprinkles in them, which is just fun. Yeah. So yeah, All right. I'm a fan. Partake
1: positive review cookies. Go get yours today.
0: Find them on Instagram. All right. Awesome. Let's, Let's talk, talk about, talk about, about
1: Shira. Let's talk about goddamn princess of power. Um. <laughs> So, uh, we have an honest to God cold open that makes a bit of sense. This television show, already I'm disappointed. Please do, people. because there's a whole mythos here. There that is, and to it's not over.
0: really related to the 80s um, series. No. So, you kind of need to know what on. You can just on. say
1: it's not fueled by cocaine.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> not fueled by toys. Uh, this yeah. is like a show, those are going to be a show as opposed to a half hour long commercial that ran serially. This series was developed by Noelle Stevenson and produced by DreamWorks uh, for Netflix. It is a reboot of the 1985 filmation series, She-Ra Princess of Power. But in this version, we have a protagonist named Adora, who is a teenager, and she is raised by the Horde, who are um, the villains in both versions of the series. She's raised by the Horde, and she uh, finds a sword, the Sword of Protection, that allows her to turn into our titular heroine, Shira, mm. and emboldened by the power, she leads a group of other magical princesses, the titular princesses of power, um, in a rebel alliance to defeat the horde, uh, led by Lord Hordak. And uh, it received the series received a lot of critical acclaim. Part of the reason I wanted to watch it is because when they released the fifth season last month, I was reading a lot of things on the internet saying that the finale was perfect, which you never oh, hear wow. no, credit say the finale is, it's always Especially like, we've invested so much time yeah. in this and you let us down. And like, people are always butthurt about finales. And that's
1: exactly how they sound.
0: People <laughs> were saying, this is a perfect finale. And I was like, oh shit, I got to start watching this. Yeah. Um, it's also been praised for its diverse cast and the complex relationship between Shira and her best friend turned arch Ketra. Yeah, And
1: uh, yeah, so... This is actually by the way that is the that is the original mythology of Shira uh from the the I double check just to make sure I don't keep this in my brain all the time but I do remember from our many I remember from the blur of activity that was our previous recordings of Shira and He-Man Shira in the original series was kidnapped by Horde Prime mm-hmm. and uh, it's revealed to her later that she's a, a princess and then That's she doesn't she be She-Ra
0: yeah, so this is feels like a lot of um it pulls a little bit from Star Wars in a good way in that sure. there's this rebel alliance and and people are, yeah, and it's um people are uh, rejected by or um disillusioned with the horde will join the rebels over the course of the season. Mm-hmm. And we also have a bit of a personal connection to the show, which is that. Uh, Vella Lavelle, who you might remember from our podcast episode 77 last season, came on to talk about Saved by the Bell. Uh, Vella voices Mermista. And the day that the final season dropped, she posted something on Instagram that made me think like, man, I really got to watch this show. And I'm just going to quote a little bit of it from Vella's Instagram. She said um, that she has loved playing Mermista, so much over the last few years, she was nervous to get in the booth the first couple of times because it was her first voiceover job, but everyone was patient and caring, and she ended up having the time of her life. And the first time she saw what Mermista looked like, that she, she says, that you looked like me. She's speaking to Mermista. Mm. It, it really melted something in her. And she said, I hope you've shown some kids that it's possible to have an attitude and still deeply care to make a snarky comment and still show up for your friends every time. And that brown skin girls can be mermaids too. Maw. Yeah. And then That's so nice. Yeah. And, uh, and then she says, you know, thank you to the writers and directors and the cast and everybody.
1: Um, she does an amazing job, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I she's didn't hilarious. know that this was her first voiceover role. I don't. I'm not an expert, but I, I worked in voiceover casting. She does great.
0: Yeah, it, she really, she really, has well. a lot of real zingers. The character is written to be sort of like this the snarky, disaffected punchline character. But she's right that like you can be that snarky character, or you can be that snarky person, and still show up and still yeah, like care still about genuinely things.
1: Genuinely care. Right. It's nice. Yeah. That's really good. Wow. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, let's start talking about this. This uh, What's happened so <laughs> far is that I think in the past, I'm going to try. This is the only episode of this I've watched. So if I'm not mistaken, Princess Glimmer and yes. Bo, as in Bo from the original series, Bo, yes. have been kidnapped by the Horde minions, uh, which is Katcha and Shadow, Shadow Weaver. Shadow Weaver. Yep. And uh, Bo's being kept in a weird gelatin-based prison. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's like an energy curtain situation yeah, that's happening. Right. Yeah,
1: I'm sure it's not actually jello. o uh, <laughs> And Glimmer is being held by a dark garnet, which is sapping her of her power. Also, the Horde has gotten hold of She-Ra's uh, sword of power, which means that Adora cannot transfer into, or transform into She-Ra until they get that back. So all hope seems to yes. already be lost.
0: Yes, we open on the Fright Zone. Which fright is zone. where uh where the horde lives. It's like their fortress. And Catholic. It's also
1: every single theme park at Halloween <laughs> has one of these the as well. Yeah. Welcome to the Fright Zone. Yeah. I was at the Fright Zone in Universal as well, so it's <laughs> fine. Ooh, zombie! Oh no! So, can, I, can I break in with a personal story, real quick? Um, what what has bolt. ever
0: stopped you before?
1: No, it's it's really. I'm only asking because I hope you'll stop me because this is grotesquely embarrassing. <laughs> Twice on successive Halloween's, uh, I like to go to at least one or two of those Halloween themed Universal or the poorly named not Scary Farm. It just sounds like you're saying it's not scary. Try harder, not not Sperry Farm. <laughs> um, Universal the first year, and then at Knott's Scary Farm the next year. Um, if you've ever been, I, I don't know if you have ever been. It, they have characters who are just roaming around, and they'll just run up to you and go, "Hey, I'm, uh, I got a chainsaw or something. Oh, I'm so spooky, scary. Look right. at me. You know, that's I, I've I've had that job before. I did that job at Navy Pier one year, and that was enough for me. <laughs> Um, two times, two successive, uh, uh, Halloweens, I have had somebody, some random person in the crowd turn around and look at me and go, ah, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were one of the costumed people.
0: I thought you were like a psycho lumberjack.
1: Two years in a row. Two it's just because a are tall. People are f- frightened of tall. Uh that doesn't make me feel any better. Hey <laughs> hey hey Bigfoot it's just cause your feet so big. People aren't used to that. Yeah. Sorry they keep shooting at you. It doesn't make me feel much better. But thank you, that's nice. Um yeah. so yeah, that's what my experience in the fright zone has been. It's you been are a the fright zone. S- I am the fright zone. <laughs> mm, that makes me sound like a real shitty
0: you are the brute squad. football player.
1: <laughs> 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 Truly. So yeah, so it all takes place in the fright zone. Um, and then we, uh, yeah, we're, we're glimmers being held and we just sort of sum everything up. Horde's real proud of Shadow Weaver. Not very proud of Katja. Uh, he's giving all the credit for the, this victory to, to Shadow Weaver and Katja. Yeah.
0: Katra is like, I did Ketra, all the work. Yeah. Kat, Katra is Katra. like She-Ra and Katra. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. So Katra, Katra said I did all the work. Why are you, why are you, why are you getting all the credit? And Shadow Weaver is like, that's just how it goes sometimes. Shadow Weaver does not give a shit. Um, We're the
1: bad guys. Did you think that we were going to be fair about that? Loyal, yeah.
0: Credit where it's due. Horde, uh, Horde Prime, (laughs) Horde Rack.
1: Excuse Um, me. um, I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't promote my coworker. My
0: coworker. Like, no. Um,
1: Yes, all bad guys.
0: Yes, Um, yes, all bad guys. So they have, like you said, they've managed to capture the sort of power. As well as Glimmer, who's the princess of Bright Moon, which is the rebel Mm. stronghold, and they're holding Glimmer for ransom to try to get her, her mother, Queen Angela, to Mm -hmm. come and turn herself in in exchange. Um, Shadow Weaver, fun fact, is voiced by Lorraine Toussaint, who played V. Parker on the second season of *Orange Is the New Black*.
1: There you go. It's it is a beautiful voice. She's she's amazing, and I was like, I know
0: this voice, and I had to look her up. I also once. Saw her in uh, real life because she went to Juilliard and I saw her Juilliard once and that was awesome. Did She's she
1: kidnap somebody that you knew? Beautiful. Was She, she holding did. Them I for had ransom? to go
0: get them back. It was a whole Aww, thing. But I really, whole thing. I really enriched my friendships at the same time. So, Did
1: you feel like there were henchmen around that deserved some of the credit but hadn't gotten it because of this And There was
0: a lot of like, I've been working here a long time for very little acknowledgement vibes Man. in the you, workplace that they were you on. You
1: think you've seen true sadness, but a disenfranchised <laughs> henchman is really... Named
0: Kyle. We're going to meet him. Um, <laughs> Kyle so so this is the all the setup for the ordinary world well why the ordinary world is sick you know like the yeah. princess of the Alliance has been captured. And She-Ra can't she because she doesn't have her sword. So after the theme song, the theme of which is we must be oh strong. Oh
1: my God, that thing got me all pumped up to <laughs> sit quietly and watch the rest of the episode and not go outside and wear a mask. It really did pump me up to do all those things, though.
0: Adora walks in on Queen Angela, head of the rebellion, and she, Angela says... I faced an impossible choice and I was like, wow, I wish the call to adventure were so clearly underlined in every episode we've <laughs> ever wish watched. wish that they
1: just like hung up a phone and were like, wow, I just got a call, <laughs> call to, adventure. to adventure.
0: Yeah. So Angela says as head of the rebellion, how can I turn myself over to Hordak to save Glimmer? But as her mother, how can I not turn myself yeah. over? Um, and she's like maybe if we had shira we could we could stage a rescue mission but without that sword any attempt is too risky i just i have to go turn myself over and she and uh, adora is like no you can't give up there has to be another way look i know the fright zone i grew up there i will go and i'll bring them home but she's she's worried because she's like i'm just one person you know without the sword what can i possibly do
1: don't worry i know the fright zone is right next to the wing zone on the opposite <laughs> side of town of the bone zone. So don't worry about it. I'm gonna. I know the fright zone like the back of my. I hand can drive zone. there, but
0: first I have to stop at Auto Zone. Don't
1: yep. take a wrong turn into the Twilight Zone.
0: <laughs> um, so, anyway, we just when here. all seems lost, she says, "You know, I'm going to get them back," but she doesn't really know how she's going to do it. She's walking down the hallway and of the Bright Moon Palace, I guess. Mm-hmm. and the rest of the princess alliance shows up newly formed this is only episode 9 she's been for the yeah. first 8 episodes Adora first had to find the sword realize she could become She-Ra then realize what the Horde was actually doing and like unlearn the propaganda she had learned from growing right. up being raised by the Horde and realize like oh shit they're doing terrible things on Eternia and then start gathering all these other princesses with magical powers so it this is their this is the first time that they're like they have showed up And Mermista says, the whore took one of our own. And um, Perfuma says, this will be our first mission. We're ready. Let's do our first Princess princess alliance. We're
1: ready to get to work. Let's
0: do it. Um, It's it's
1: delightful. It's a delightful little start here. Yeah.
0: And Adora's like, let's go get our friends back. So it's great. So this is our first squad mission. We have Mermista, Princess of Salineus, which is the character of Vela Voices. Perfuma, Mm -hmm. Princess of Plumeria. Entrapta, Princess of Drill, who's also an engineer, and Seahawk. I don't... There's no modifier. Are we
1: still allowed to use... Look, I know these are different times, and we need to be very careful about the pronouns that we use. Can I still use the pronoun dandy fop? Is that still a thing that I can do?
0: I can't tell if if this is like, yeah, we have this gay character, or if it's not that outlined. But he is very sort of like he's He is not at all um doing the kind of prototypical masculine superhero adam he man type things, you know, like yeah. he's just sort of like one of the girls, if that sounds weird to say, you know he's yeah. very much like hanging out like, yeah, we're all doing this thing together. We're the princess squad. I'm not threatened by saying I'm part of the Princess Alliance. I think I he think else, but I think he may be Mermista's boyfriend, I'm not be- sure.
1: It could be. I get the feeling when they introduce this guy in the script, the parentheses after his name is equal parts uh, bravado and vanity. And then yeah. they just leave it alone. Yeah. And then you so figure Seahawk,
0: it out. You know, he's a fun guy. Yeah. He hangs out. Maybe,
1: doesn't, maybe it's none of your business who Seahawk hangs out with.
0: Yeah. He doesn't have an ounce of toxic masculinity. I'll say that for Seahawk. He's just happy yeah. to be here.
1: He's got a mustache that could use not being there, but you know. <laughs> We, uh, so let's go to that gelatin jail that I mentioned earlier. Yeah, uh, the
0: gelatin jail special world.
1: Gelatin jail. Um, so, yes, intern Kyle is delivering food to Bo. Horde intern Kyle. Horde intern Kyle. Uh, Bo shows an ounce of compassion, and Kyle's like, I love you. <laughs> so, Kyle accidentally signed up with the bad guys and not the just need a little attention guys yes. <laughs> that he meant to. Uh, yeah, he's 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 all up into Bo uh, immediately when Bo... Beau- yeah,
0: Bo's just like, hey, what's your name? And Kyle is like, no one ever talks to me. What? What's happening? Um, but then Bo pushes it, seems to push it a little too far because he's like, Kyle's just there to drop off dinner rations. That's how he starts. And yeah. Bo's like, hey, can I ask you, where is Glamour? Is she okay? Uh, how do I get a message to her? And Kyle's like, oh, too much, too soon. No, don't ask anything he's of like, me. No.
1: You're breaking away. my heart. I wish I could quit you, Bo. Uh, <laughs> and then he runs off. Uh-oh. I want to rewrite. I want. <laughs> I'm gonna start up some weird internal uh, Kyle fan fiction. I think it's like is what I'm. Broke, break fight zone
0: is what you're describing break right back now.
1: Fight zone. <laughs> Bro- break <laughs> Fright zone. Man, oh, man. Okay. I'm here well, for it.
0: Let me know when you have that done.
1: That's fine. That's what the world needs now yep. is this confusing script.
0: Yep. So back on Bright Moon, uh, Adora is planning the heist. And I actually thought this was a pretty funny little scene. So in typical comic heist format, she's got all these like things that are supposed to be standing in for people as she's moving them around and being like, you're going to go here and you're, you're the perfume bottle. You're the boot. You're the whatever. And... She says, Mermista, you're the lipstick. And Mermista's like, ew, do you know what that's made of? I'll be this (laughs) knife. And she puts a big old knife in instead of the lipstick. It's pretty funny.
1: (laughs) That's what he makes the point that it's like the perfume bottle should be perfuma, don't you think? I mean, they're getting distracted, but it's not unfair. And then Seahawk wants to be the miniature figure of Bo, which I'm like, I get it. Hey, looks like Kyle and you were going to have to fight it out later on.
0: Adora is trying to lay out a plan that will draw upon the strengths of each team member, which is great, which is the kind of thing that like the original series would do in the service of selling toys. They would invent a new character and be like, this person has this action thing that they can do. We better right. feature that in an episode or two before we retire him so kids will want to buy that toy. But this is like we're not trying to sell toys. We have different people on this team that have different strengths. I've come up with a plan that utilizes everybody's particular powers to the best effect. Um, and basically what happens is perfuma can send out like vines. She can make vines grow. And because uh, there's something about perfume and plants and flowers and things on her homeworld, yeah. And so she is going to grow some vines up the side of a tower that um, entrapta can then climb and, and knock out the lights right by the door, uh, like a, a lesser patrolled door of the Fright Zone. Mm-hmm. And then Mermista will go through the sewer system because she can breathe underwater, even though Mermista thinks this is super gross and does not want to do it. It is
1: super gross. I mean, you know.
0: Um. And so Mermista will get inside through the water. sewers, and then she'll unlock the door from the inside. Seahawk and Dora will neutralize any guards at the door, and then the whole team will regroup and be let in. And That's the plan. Which, of that's course, the plan, does not which, go to plan.
1: Yes, it all goes completely wrong almost immediately. Uh, Mermista gets uh, caught up in the sewers. Uh, It takes her longer to get uh, to where she needs to be, which means that Adora and Seahawk Seahawk mm-hmm. I keep thinking that's that can't be his name and yet it always is <laughs> uh, don't get uh, let in immediately and then Entrapta is eternally sidetracked yeah by she's distracted whatever.
0: by everything mechanical she's an engineer she wants to know how things work she's describing everything into like a little tape recorder that she's seeing and there's just too much stimulation for her in Very this much. place That's t- it's like the Death Star like it's it's all panels and buttons and control knobs and she is distracted by all of this and Literally. she also also does the thing where she's like, this is really inefficient. If I do this and this, it'll yeah. run much better. And um, Perfuma is like, we're not here to help the Horde. You know? <laughs> like <that's, laughs> Exactly. We're not here to, you're not a consultant. Um, also, because Mermista doesn't get the door open in time, Scorpia, who's a member of the Horde who shows up in a lot of episodes, uh, right. comes by and she catches Seahawk just kind of out by the door. And she says, who are you? And he pretends to be an inspector. And she's like, oh, inspector, uh, yes, we are overdue, right, but display. I assure you we are up to code. And I was like, who did, Who sends the inspector to the, whole, the city? Like, who does he work for? It's kind of a funny funny thing where she's like, I am part of an evil syndicate. Oh, but the bureaucrat is here. Quickly, <laughs>
1: right. let me. Well, what's more evil than following bureaucratic guidelines? Exactly. Truly?
0: But so she whisks him away. So Remista finally gets the door open, but Seahawk has is now... With Scorpio, we don't know where he has gone to. Right. And so Entrapta and uh, Mermista and Adora and Perfuma, Perfuma. Mm-hmm. are all there. And also, um, Entrapta has made friends with a small robot.
1: Right. She just <laughs> keeps wandering off and seeing right. things and getting very excited and then walking away, you know, it in.
0: Right. To the, po- to the point where they get inside. They dodge some guards. They're looking for an information port so Adora can find out which cell block Glimmer and Bow are being held in. And they realize, not five minutes into the fortress, that Entrapta, the geeky princess, according to Remista, has disappeared. <laughs>
1: they don't yeah, know where she's gone. Very um, much. So this whole thing is just, it's its barely working. They're, they're getting <laughs> right. one step ahead and then five steps back when somebody's yes. like, I have to do the thing that I'm known for. Goodbye. Yeah,
0: so, there's a, so Adora sort of takes stock and she's like, okay. New plan. We have to find Entrapta, find Seahawk, rescue Glimmer and Bo, and then escape. And Remista goes, I don't know. That seems like a
1: lot. (laughs) (laughs) This has really gone off the rails.
0: Seems like a lot. And then Adora kind of looks at her and she goes, but you know me, I'm up for anything. It's true. <laughs> it's but really she's right. Good. She's like, this,
1: maybe we should come back.
0: We keep later. losing people instead of gaining people.
1: should um, we have brought a different team?
0: <laughs> <laughs> like an adult, maybe. So Entrapta, true to form, has been distracted by uh, following a small robot yep. through the horde compound. And she follows this little cute robot and then is confronted by a not so cute, very large yes. robot,
1: Gigantical robot. But and all seems it seems to be this horribly dangerous thing. We cut away. Uh, yeah, we cut away. We can, before we cut can back to Glimmer's Glimmer's
0: holding cell, and she appears to be the suffering. Union. In the fright zone. Well, we're we're all in the fright zone yeah. now. But in Glimmer's cell, which is called the Red Garnet Girl, Chamber,
1: that's what this quarantine feels like. It feels like I'm constantly in a fright zone. In a
0: fright zone of my I own. I want to teleport
1: out, but I am unable to because mm-hmm. of the Dark Garnet powers of coronavirus. <laughs> that is an actual plot point. Uh, Glimmer, whose power is teleporting, cannot get out because the the Dark Garnet that she's being guarded by question marks yeah uh, is holding her in place it's very painful to even try and, yeah it's uh, like an Shadow... electric storm yeah Shadow um, Weaver is is gloating and telling her that all hope is lost and, and stuff like that
0: yeah Shadow Weaver not only not only does like she can erase memory she can mess with your mind she also does psychological warfare um, yeah <laughs> so she tells Glimmer your mother will be here soon and Glimmer's like that's not true and you can save it. And Shadow Weaver's like, I'm not lying. Queen Angela is coming. She's going to surrender herself, which means the Bright Moon will fall. And hasn't this war taken such a terrible toll on your family? Yeah. And Glimmer's like, she will save us. And Shadow Weaver says, yeah, but Adora doesn't have the sword of protection anymore. We do. Like, look, here it is. So there's really nothing to be done. No one's coming to save anyone is actually what's going to happen.
1: It's a weird monologue that you don't get from villains very often where it's just like hey you're kind of fucked huh
0: yeah sucks. things don't look it? good
1: for you oh yeah we'll be fine Ew, look i don't want to be a <laughs> bummer here i don't want to be a bad guy if you know what i'm laying <laughs> right i'm just, but, stating facts.
0: just stating facts just
1: just calling it like i see it
0: uh-huh. um so it does seem that all hope is lost as far as glimmer is concerned um and we cut back to Seahawk and Scorpia. Scorpia has figured out that Seahawk is with the Rebellion, and she seems poised to pounce on him with her enormous pincers. Uh, yeah. But then Entrapta shows up, riding the huge, not-so-cute robot spider that she has apparently reprogrammed. Um, and throws and she, a hook yeah, into... She, yes. She dispatches Scorpia using the tried and true through the bad guy into the sun methodology that we've <laughs> seen know. so many times.
1: Well, get ready because it's going to happen again in tw- two seconds with poor Kyle. <laughs> right. Spoiler alert. That dude's <laughs> fucking dead. Uh, his days are numbered. Oh, we're right, we're right there. Kyle comes back and tells Bo that Glimmer, he's like, I thought about it for a half a second and I am in love with you. So here's <laughs> all of the information that you wanted. And he even says, well, you talk to me. Nobody talks to me and Bo's like, I'm in a prison. I don't have a choice and kyle is so this is the saddest character we've ever seen he's like i don't care just as long as somebody looked at me
0: yeah um i hate to uh do a spoiler alert for a thing that is ac- this is actually going to be a spoiler alert because this thing only dropped a month ago um, yeah. but kyle eventually joins the rebellion what just fyi
1: do you know um, Bo ever?
0: seeds are planted here
1: Well speaking of seeds being planted, do Bo and Kyle ever I don't
0: know. I don't know.
1: Was that was that gross that I'm talking about a kid's show right now?
0: Yeah. It's too
1: structured for me, Chelsea. I don't know what to do with myself on this podcast. There's no Yeah, I don't have anything to
0: fix. It just The rails are too firm, Chelsea.
1: Rails (laughs) are too firm. There's no dick ships.
0: (laughs) So Entrapta finds the rest of the princesses. She saves Seahawk, which she finds the rest of the princesses. And she's like, this is Emily, a spider I have reprogrammed, which I think is a great, (laughs) great detail. And then they make it to the fortress's control room where Perfuma ties up the horde guards with vines and Adora is able to find out where Bo's cell is. And Entrapta starts experimenting with the controls and like Mm -hmm. having a great time to try to figure out how they can get up to Bo's cell and they do
1: a they do a really cool thing here that that I I you know as somebody who's watched cartoons all all growing up where in your Scooby Doo you're gonna split up and it's gonna be Fred and Vel or Fred and Daphne and then Velma and Scooby and and Shaggy the entire time at this moment Perfuma says. I've had enough of Entrapta. (laughs) And Mermista's like, I will handle this. And they switch off. They're like, Perfuma's like, I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. And trades like duty with uh, Mermista.
0: Adora. I mean, uh, Entrapta in this place where it's full of mechanics needs a lot of babysitting. And Perfuma has been dragging her along through this adventure up to this point. Um, And so Perfuma's like, I'm tagging out.
1: Excuse me. I can't do it anymore.
0: Oh, sorry. Um, so That's we good. back up at Bo's cell. Bo uh, and Kyle are having this exchange where, like you said, Kyle has revealed that Glimmer is in the Black Garnet Chamber, and uh, Bo even has a moment of being like, "Why are you telling me all this?" <laughs> Kyle's exactly. like, "You're the first person who's ever listened to me." So he's we- like, "Really? Is that a good enough reason, though?" <laughs> I mean, I'll take it, but yeah. Sure. So now we have, like, sort of the thing is sort of set up like the interior of the Death Star where there are a bunch of rooms around a central column Mm -hmm. and there are a bunch of floating bridges that sort of go up and down and connect the central column to the cell blocks. And so Entrapta is trying to get Seahawk, Perfuma, and Adora up to Bo's cell, but on the way up they pass a landing and Adora sees a character named Lonnie, who's mm. one of her former friends, because remember, Adora was raised by the Horde.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's actually really interesting. They have uh, Adora and, what's what's the name of this? Lonnie. Person? Actually, all the guards have similarly themed outfits. So Adora still has the same color scheme outfit as the, the guards in Horde, Horde Prime. Mm-hmm. So, so they customary.
0: begin, yeah, because she's still wearing this her Horde outfit because she. this is the clothes she has. Just so, a fun know.
1: detail, Chelsea, quit yelling at me
0: i'm not yelling at you i'm confirming
1: my god i'm taking my headphones off i cannot deal with this abuse <laughs> <laughs> speaking of abuse uh they get into a fight they get into um, a fight we
0: get a real actual fight sequence it was good um, yeah it was well done Lonnie and adora are fighting Lonnie has a like a like a magical energy wrench that's sure. shooting off like a oh. taser wrench i want um, an energy
1: wrench now <laughs> i didn't realize i needed that
0: she says and uh she's Uh, Lonnie says, you can't just come back here. And Adora says, I have to save my friends. And Lonnie says, we were your friends. friends. And it's like, oh, sick burn. Um, and there's a sort of a Godzilla looking horde member Mm -hmm. who, who manages to break into the control room and confront Entrapta and Mermista, but they quickly subdue him using the powers of hair and water that they possess. (laughs) Um, we haven't said this yet, but perfume, uh, I mean, um. Adora's, like, pigtails are, like, sep- they're, like, arms. She can type with Entrap- them. She can Entrapta. Pick- Entrapta, sorry. Yeah. She's got these long pigtails that are, like, arms, and she can type with them and, like, do stuff with them. And so she manages to tie up the Godzilla guy with her hair. Um, And then Perfuma ends up saving Adora from Lonnie for the moment.
1: It's a weird moment where Perfuma falls off the platform and Seahawk mourns her for a second. <laughs> Did you catch this? Yeah. He sees her, like, fly off the ballad. He's like... I'm going to start crying and then my, my perfume like throw some vines at him he's like oh okay I'll save Oh
0: you okay then. so yeah okay. Yeah. Um, and then for sad. some reason Kyle is telling Bo all of his woes like Kyle's a <sighs> therapist and and then he's like could we ever be friends? And Bo was like, Yeah, we're going to be friends to keep Kyle distracted because all of the floating bridge fighting is going on behind him. Although I don't right. know what he thinks Kyle is going to do if Kyle's maybe sound the alarm. If feel he sees sad it. about it?
1: Was it going to feel even worse somehow?
0: Yeah, so we finally, the crew on the floating bridge finally gets up to Bo's cell, and Seahawk casually tosses Kyle over the edge like human <laughs> garbage.
1: The place where he just thought one of his best friends died. He's <laughs> like, This guy can go over there. I won't shed a tear. And Bo just I said, "Sure, we can be crying. friends,"
0: and then Seahawk is like, "Goodbye." forever. <laughs> ah, it's um, fantastic. And I was, and I wrote this is before I looked it up. I wrote that guy was a potential rebellion recruit. Don't <laughs> worry. Seahawk
1: ain't got time for that. He's fine. Seahawk ain't got time for that.
0: Seahawk then punches out the control panel for the Jello door, and Jello door, sure. and Bo is freed, yep. and he tells the rest of the gang. Glimmer is in the. Um, The red garnet chamber we got to get to her and this is all info he got from the much maligned and now completely forgotten Kyle but he mostly
1: dead probably
0: (laughs) give Kyle any credit and then alarms start going off they've been detected they need to find glimmer and get out of here so yes. they start running and Adora tells because she knows this she knows the Fright Zone. She tells the rest of the team how to find the skiffs in the vehicle bay and escape and she's like you go that way. The door's only stay open for a couple seconds. It's like this and that. I'm going to buy you some time and hopefully find Glimmer in the process. Right. And to do that, the horde arrives. Everyone else is running. She stays put. The horde arrives and she surrenders and she says, "Take me to see Shadow Weaver."
1: Boom. Uh, so, yes, we're all split up now. The the one group is running to get to their escape pods and hope that Adora will show up uh, once they get there. And Adora is now um, on her way to see Shadow Weaver. We have another scene. Oh, no, as soon as Adora gets there, Shadow Weaver's like, bye, Catra.
0: Yeah, so now we're in the Inmost Cave, the yeah. Inmost Red Garnet Chamber.
1: Sure, the Inmost fight Zone.
0: Inmost fight Zone. And Shadow Weaver's like, Catcher, you know what? We're gonna go ahead and demote you now that Adora
1: is back. Because Adora, it's real shitty. It's like she's just this enemy has just surrendered, and it's like cool, we got her back. Bye.
0: Yeah, because Adora got a promotion in the in the pilot. Um, she receives this promotion to force commander or something, and then I mm. guess after she runs off, they give Catcher that job, and now that she's back, Shadow Weaver's like. Yeah, you can go move move your stuff out of that barracks. And Catra says, seriously, after everything I've done from her for you, it's still her you want. And Shadow Weaver's like, basically, bye. Yeah, bye. Um, And Catra sulks away. And Adora tries to sacrifice herself to save Glimmer, but Shadow Weaver's like, you don't need to make an exchange I'm going to just yeah. wipe your mind so you don't remember anything about Shira or the sword or the time you spent with the rebellion and then you'll be like you were you'll be working for us and you'll be happy to have the princess as your prisoner so like your, your you plan go. to make an exchange here is is worthless I don't need you I don't need you to exchange yourself for her
1: meanwhile the uh the rest of the people are still escaping and Perfuma says the title of this episode no princess left behind she says uh because they do not intend to leave without Adora if it's at all possible.
0: Yeah, and Glimmer.
1: Glimmer. And Glimmer.
0: Bo says, you, this is crazy. We have to turn around. We have to go back for Adora and Glimmer. And Perfuma says, no, we need to stick to the plan and do what Adora said and be ready mm. with the skiff. Like, there you it's go. a moment where a lot of times in these things... When people get separated, they're like, you know what? Instead of the carefully arranged plan that we came up with before, sure. I'm now having a gut feeling we need to deviate. And yeah. sometimes that pays off, but most of the time most it doesn't. Time. And so I like that it was like, no, we came up with a plan. Adora's in charge. She knows the, this place. And we just, we're just going to stay the course. Especially um, after. And they do
1: ninety percent of the episode up until now has been a carefully laid out plan falling apart completely <laughs> yes. and yes. being abandoned. It's like, no, we're sticking to let's this part stick to
0: it this time. Let's try let's just moving. try sticking to it.
1: You just have to go that direction and keep going that direction. <laughs> let's try not to fuck it up.
0: Right. And so now do. we have now we have the Supreme Ordeal. We are the showdown with the shadow, the big brawl. We're back in the
1: Showdown sp- with the Shadow Weaver.
0: Ah, the show with the Shadow Weaver. Um oh, I just hear Dreamweaver. <laughs> Why
1: did you get you got a little like 70s rock there? Because <laughs> I just, just hear Dreamweaver. Weaver.
0: Shadow Weaver. See, this I just hear it in my head.
1: Dio song ever. <laughs> shadow Weaver. <laughs> so yes, it is uh, Shadow Weaver is trying to wipe Adora's memory. It seems to be working, and Glimmer is freaking out and she grits her teeth and Teleports the fuck out of across the room. <laughs> she
0: does. It gives her this sort of like seeing her friend be tortured mm. gives her the strength to teleport out of her chains and just appear right in front of Shadow Weaver's face and kick her in the face and release Adora from her chains. Um, But she's worried she hasn't gotten there in time. And she's like, do you know who I am? Are you okay? And Adora's like, yes, okay. I remember Yeah, she she hasn't been erased yet. So now they have to escape, but they're both weakened from the torture that they've been through. And it's yet another, in these cartoons, like, no one's ever actually going to die. So Shadow Weaver's just been knocked out. And so they, yeah. they have a limited time before she wakes up. And they're just weakened.
1: And uh, Glimmer wants to teleport them, but is unable to. And then, uh oh, who's that well, behind we have, them? We have oh, a wait, full. Wait, we do have the. Go ahead.
0: I was gonna say that's the sh- that is the the showdown with the shadow, the the climax. But then we have a full three part act three hmm. in this episode, which we never ever get. So we have a full road back where the hero is pursued by dark forces, stirred up by se- seizing the sword. So mm-hmm. if seizing the sword is rescuing Glimmer, they're still not out of the woods because the right. rest of the horde is still pursuing them. Um, so they're, we're in the vehicle bay. The rest of the Princess Alliance has made it to the Skiffs. It's happening. It's all good. But Entrapta tries to save Emily the robot and bring her along. And instead... Gets caught inside the tower, and doors close between her and the vehicle bay. And then there's an explosion behind the closed door.
1: Oh, I missed that. Yeah, and the crew
0: Off. thinks that she's been killed. Right. Um. So, uh, and I assume cut- I
1: assume they're right. I didn't watch the next episode, but I assume that's the end of Entrapta forever.
0: You're wrong. Spoiler that's- alert: she makes it through.
1: Say the spoiler alert before you ruin it for me. <laughs>
0: Um, but, you know, in a sad turn of fate, she thinks her friends have abandoned her and joins the Horde briefly. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I know it's a lot. It's very complex. So yes. there's an explosion and they think she's been killed. We cut to Adora and Glimmer, who also don't have a way out because, like you said, Glimmer is too weak to teleport them to the vehicle bay. And all seems very much lost again. And then Katra shows up with the sword of protection and she gives it to Adora and she says... This is not because I like you. Just get out of here. Right. And I'm like, what is this complex character motivation exactly. in the middle of it's a like fucking take She-Ra?
1: your fucking sword and go. I'm jealous of the attention that you get from the bad guys. Please just leave.
0: We were friends, and I don't like yeah. you anymore, but I still have, like, feelings for you from our past, and also I hate that, like, no matter what I do, Shadow Weaver wants... You more than me, so right. take your sword and get out of here. And it's like, what is this happening? Is legitimately,
1: what? I wrote in my notes, this is just good. I think this is when I realized, oh, this isn't going off the rails at all, is it? No, this is just gonna be a good show. <sighs>
0: and she raised, so then we have the resurrection where the hero is reborn. Adora raises the sword and says, for the honor of skull and transforms into Shira. Duh. and then they get to they start running and they find the skiff and the rest of the crew picks them up. And then we have the healing of the community, except that it's a cliffhanger because right. they're on the skiff and it's, there's a reunion. Everyone's excited. Glamour hugs Bo, but then Adora looks around and she's like, where is Entrapta? And they say, Entrapta didn't make it out. And she's like, we'll turn around. We have to go back for her. And they're like, no, you don't understand. She's, she's gone. There's no point in turning around.
1: Boom. And that's she, where it uh, ends. Yeah she collapses, uh, I think, in tears. And then, boom, that's the end of the episode.
0: How good is that? It's amazing. It's It's real good. It's so well written. Um, Spoiler alert. (laughs) I'm going to say it this time before. I'm
1: going to take off my headphones then.
0: So part of the reason that the finale was so good and part of the reason that, like, a lot of people love this show is that throughout the series, it was hinted that Adora and Katra harbor romantic feelings oh. for each other. Oh. And this is confirmed in the series finale when the two frenemies mutually confess their love for each other and kiss.
1: What? Which
0: allows Adora to channel her powers and save Etheria oh, from that's the horde. Fantastic. Yeah. So, like, this is just also like we were best friends and also you broke my heart. Like you ran away from this place and now we have to be enemies. And that kills me. Cause I love you. You know, like, yeah, yeah. it's wow. complex. It's That's very complex. Really good.
1: good, good job. This show for not like easing up on like, yeah, Oh, well kids are watching this. So let's make it real, you know, bland right. and cut and dry. Gay That's,
0: Kids are also watching this. Gay kids who gay never kids get to see are. this.
1: Yeah. How about that? Won't someone think of the gay kids? <laughs>
0: Not um, until they're old enough to buy things. Truly. Uh, um, but yeah, so it's just really well written. It's funny. It's it feels like there's still fight sequences. There's still danger. There's still daring.
1: Do comedy and there's yeah. It's it's everybody's a well developed enough character that they've got their own like. If this problem comes up, this person's going to handle it this way, and this person will react in this way, and so on and so forth. It's just yeah. I got, I got sadly no complaints, which is really yeah. bumming me out.
0: It's hard. It's hard to like find a, find a thing to rag on. Cause it's no. really well written and well acted. And like the voice talent is top notch. If you look on Wikipedia and just click on all the, the voice oh, actors sure. are amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just so well done.
1: I, uh, I'm actually pretty interested in having not actually watched the original series of this or He-Man. Been, and with everything that we've been talking about, just, you know, it might be a thing that uh, I consume over the course of the rest of this quarantine.
0: I was thinking about that. And I was thinking this is also if you're a listener who has kids mm. that are not little, little kids, but, you know, in the single upper single digits yeah this is a thing they would probably really like in the way that like we liked the I liked She-Ra as a kid, and it was garbage yeah <laughs> this, <laughs> this would be a, a you Shira watched the <laughs>
1: commercial a bunch as a kid <laughs>
0: as a kid, but it was like you know you didn't see uh female superheroes, even though now True. I watch it, and I'm like they're just there there's so many loopholes here, so many ways for these people to get addicted to drugs or whatever right. but Watch. I feel like this would be a thing that you could watch as a kid, and it would be really exciting. And your parents would also be like, "Yeah, this is these are good messages. We're not just pumping yeah. idiocy into their." It's little It's complicated.
1: It's not just like you know your kid will be engaged in watching it, and there's a whole story to un- unfold. Yeah, with everybody.
0: And I also think about those people that are like, "How am I supposed to explain gay people to my kid?" Yeah. And it's like, if we had these media representations, and you watch fifty something episodes of this very complex friendship turn into love between two female characters, Mm -hmm. then it's like, oh, okay, that's like anything else. You know, like, then there's no, like, I have to sit my kids down and explain gay to them. It's like, no, they got it.
1: How am I going to tell my boy (laughs) that she was gay? How am I going to tell my boy (laughs) that the princess that he watches on a regular basis is gay?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, this is a
1: really good episode. I suggest everybody watch it. What did we? Let's think about what we learned from this episode because this one one very classic. There wasn't an issue being discussed here necessarily, other than you know plans, teamwork, the, the best best laid plans, and everything like that have nothing on just working together and trying to fix something. Um, yeah, sure. I learned that the Shiro is pretty good.
0: Yeah, I learned that she was good. I also, if we are to take maybe anything away from this, it's the mm-hmm. idea that like, first of all, if we can learn anything from Kyle, oh. um, from that little thing, it's that Rip. sometimes the way to like turn an enemy into an ally is just by saying like, hey, what's up with you? You know, like, Truly. Yeah, how you doing, buddy? Have um, you thought
1: about that? People in a war? Yeah. <laughs> Have you thought about stop shooting and start asking about people's day?
0: Yeah. Offer him Pepsi and work for Kendall Jenner. So, I, yeah, I think oh that there's Lord. some, there's a thing there about like taking time to get to know your technical enemies. That is a thing sure. that is good for kids to see. Huh. Um, but then I also think that there's something here about like when, when you can't show up for, like I, I, I was listening to someone the other day say, when I can't show up for me, I can always show up for we. Mm. The idea of, like, I, sometimes I feel defeated on a personal level, but, like, I can always show up for the collective. Sure. So I think there's something to that in that, like, Glimmer is trying to get out of her restraints and can't and can't and tries really hard and can't right. and it hurts. And then when she sees her friend being tortured... She's like, I have to save my friend and she's able to get out of it. So I think there might be a little something there too, but you're right. It's not a traditional, very special episode,
1: but there's, there's enough here in terms of like the complexity of friendships and what, you know, what value do we serve to a uh, alliance of this sort? And are we, you know, what lengths will we go through to save each individual in the, in the group, that sort of thing. It's just complicated enough that you can get something out of it. Uh, Who'd you want to hug? Is it Kyle? Do we
0: want to help? It probably was Kyle. It's probably Kyle. Probably the future I feel like, rebellion recruit Kyle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Poor Kyle. Hey Kyle. It gets better.
0: Oh, Kyle.
1: you're probably you're probably going to be okay. Hey, stop falling in love with prisoners, Kyle. That's just a <laughs> quick tip.
0: Make sure bad I, guard.
1: It worked out here, but I'm worried (laughs) moving forward. If you do switch sides, you're going to be like, well, Horde Horde Prime looked at me, so let him go. He's going to come back, right? So yeah, you hug Kyle and you you hope that, you know, that bit of affection will help him get some sort of self-confidence. Yeah.
0: I think there's also something about, like, Adora is able to put together this plan using everyone's strengths, even though she's not Shira until the very last minute, she's able to, as her like normal human self, pull this thing off until the very last minute when she has to become Shira to get out of it. But like
1: this, yeah, this has been one of the least clunky. I've lost my powers for an episode episodes (laughs) that we've ever seen where it's just like, you can't do it. You're going to have to, and it's never like there's that, there's the mention of it at the top, but then it's like, we're going to do what we can with what we got. Yeah, it's not like nobody the whole the whole crew isn't sitting around going, well, "If Shira was here, right?" Nobody just gets on with it, which is a nice you know refreshing break from that plot. Um, yeah, usually how that usually plays out. Um, cool. We wanted to hug the worst guard of all time.
0: <laughs> I recommend this as a quarantine watch. For this sure, is good absolutely.
1: TV. I'm I'm probably gonna do that myself. Um, yeah, well, good choice, Chelsea. Uh, and, you know, big shout out to, to Vela as well.
0: Yeah, you know, shout out to Vela. She's good. hilarious in It's this a great
1: show. It. It's always nice when somebody you know is on something really good. Yeah. So that you don't have to be like, hey, that was neat. You can be like excited for them instead. <laughs> you
0: worked so hard. I can tell how hard uh, you worked.
1: Did yeah. you, I liked the colors that they used. <laughs> Chelsea, uh, wrap, wrap this up for us. Let's leave this podcast.
0: Okay. Well, I will say this what we're going to watch next time. Oh yeah. Uh, next time we're going to watch the first time we're going to watch the facts of life season nine, episode 16. Um, good luck finding that anywhere online. (laughs) Uh, it is not really streamable. Crackle Mm -hmm. has the first two seasons of facts of life for some reason does not go beyond that, but
1: no. If you have a
0: DVD box set, go ahead and watch season nine, <sighs> episode sixteen, and uh, meet also, us here next same bat time, sure. same bat station.
1: And if you do have a DVD box set of the entire series of Facts of Life, <laughs> you know, think it, think it through. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> are you okay? Um, yeah. So uh, tune in next time, and we'll talk about uh, the facts of life, and we'll see you then.
0: Bring snacks. Bye.